Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We're very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And of course, tell a friend. Today is the season premiere of season five, but it's also our final season, starting the final season of the Big Red Zone. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we got in store for the upcoming season. Uh, as well as talking about the Patriots. Patriots starting in a couple weeks. NFL starts in a couple weeks, so we'll break down some Patriots offseason, stuff like that. Look around the NFL. Sox have just struggled the last month, so we'll break down the Sox and, you know, as we're starting to wrap up that season. And, of course, the people's topic. All that and more in this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I am joined by Danny Football. How are we doing, Big Red? It's the uh, retirement tour. It's the it's the retirement tour. I, I feel like uh, I feel well. I guess uh, yeah. I feel like David Ortiz. David Ortiz did the old. <laughs> there uh, it is. He did the old uh, retirement tour. So yeah, um, you know, we're gonna go city to city and just um, <laughs> take it all in for one more one last ride. So getting free um, gifts left and right. For yeah, I hope. I hope. I know we we got to take this podcast on the road. Maybe we'll get a couple like some cowboy boots or uh, you know some seats from some the plates. Uh, some plates, you know, some like numbers from the scoreboard. Uh, right, right. Fenway, you know what I mean. So we gotta we gotta take this on the road, I guess. Um, but yeah, you said it. The last season of the Big Red Zone. I'm using you know what final season using a different laptop for this uh, <laughs> for this little ride. So I'm getting used to the little camera angles here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, final season as Danny football said, we're, you know, we're going to go through, uh, have one last ride. We'll have a bunch of, uh, familiar faces come on the show through, uh, for most of the weeks, I think, um, we got some people lined up and we're still working on getting some more, maybe some new faces. Uh, oh. but we'll, oh yeah, we got some, uh, potential new faces. And of course, uh, some of our you know, fan favorite. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's a bittersweet uh, feeling because, you know, it, it's, this has been, been doing this for on in a couple of weeks will be our three year anniversary of the first episode of Big Red Zone. So, wow. um, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, been a, at the end, it'll be an over three year process and um, we've had a blast. So we'll, we'll kind of get into that more um, like the memories, uh, memories tour um probably in a couple weeks on the season three you know because we'll probably be talking about the three-year uh anniversary we'll talk about that we may have a familiar uh face on that seat that episode and um but what are you looking forward in this uh one last ride danny football going out on top it's been a long been a long ride um you and me talked about it Last week, you know, it just felt like it was time. It just took me an hour to get this Zoom call going. So <laughs> the computer's on its last leg in terms of getting these things done. So uh, we've had some good times, man. I mean, we had some good Patriot seasons. Um, Celtics made a run last year. Um, Bruins made a run a couple of years ago in 2019. We were talking about that. Um, Sox had that 2018. That uh, 2018. Had that run last year. We were both at the ALCS, so uh, we've got gotten to cover some good stuff. So 
hopefully they got a little bit more left for us. Uh, Sox, yeah. not so much, but hopefully the C's and B's and the Pats can give us something to work with. Yeah, you never know, man. Maybe the maybe the Sox figure it out the last couple of weeks. They bring up That'd your boy crazy. in AAA, uh, Tristan Cassis, Cassis. play first base. He's earned maybe it he can rake. He's earned it. Um, yeah, any any uh, any. I know we can. We'll probably talk about it more. Like I said, um, in a couple of weeks for the three year anniversary um, show. But any uh, specific uh, things that stand out to you? Favorite favorite memories from the last uh, four seasons? Uh, obviously, coming on the first time was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, the Andy Dalton clip will always live on as one of my favorites. <laughs> vehemently defending Andy Dalton. Um, you know, just the, the, really the, the ones that stick out for me are the, um, the two, the two recordings we did at your house before the pandemic kind of flipped things on its head again, having you, John, you, John, and me in the same room was a lot of fun. Um, even while we we're watching that chiefs game. So that was, that was probably the highlight so far. Yeah, I remember you got a little, and I, I'm disappointed we didn't get to do it longer, but you got a little taste of the studio life, like having podcasts in the studio. And those are, you know, some of my favorite episodes because it's like, you know, you, we have a good time doing the Zoom calls, but like we, when you're in person, nothing beats it, fit, like feeding off each other, doing, right, you right. know, doing the in-person shows. So, um yeah, it, it, you know the pandemic definitely put a little monkey wrench into the whole uh, the whole plan. But um, you know, I've had a blast. Uh, it's, you know, specifically, I think it, you've been on the last two years. Almost. You'll be two years, right? Yeah, I think it'll be two years in November. I think. Yeah. Or so, October. Something like that. So you've been on, um, you know, for almost two years and. Uh, I've had a blast those two years, and obviously I've had a blast since the beginning. So, um, you know, like we said, we're going to press on, try to go out with a little bit of a bang, and, um, you know, continue to enjoy each week because every week I, I have a great time with you and uh, the rest of the Big Red Zone. We so, still, got, still got some life left. We're not done yet. We still got a couple we of got some. We got some juice in the tank here. We got some juice, and we're going we're gonna to let it ride. Last so, ride, baby. Um, last ride so let's get in let's get into it you know this is this is where we uh this is where the money's made Danny football. This is where <laughs> it's in your name it's in your name you know what i mean so um patriots preseason you know we've we've had three games to kind of look at this team you know the first teamers didn't really play in the first game so you know it's hard to really get a good look at that first game but you know you've had the first team play the last two are you nervous, excited? You know, what are your thoughts going into the, from what we've seen, not going into the season, but what are your thoughts of what you've seen so far from this Patriots team? Right. So like you said, uh, that Giants game, not a lot of starters, uh, mostly kind of the backups. Panthers game, a little bit more integrated than the Raiders game. Wasn't the most, uh, confidence inspiring game I've ever seen. So right now, I'm not panicking, but it doesn't look great. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't look great. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, That's just my initial thought. Like off the bat, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really concerned with the first loss. I mean, you went, they went one and two in the preseason. The first loss, I'm not really too 
banged up about because it's all backup guys and you know I could care less. Our backups aren't going to be playing. Hopefully, not going to be playing the majority of the season. The second game, I was actually feeling kind of good about where we were at. You know what I mean? Because you know the Mac Jones led offense wasn't great, but it was it was good. I mean, you could tell Mac is rusty, sitting out for six months, not playing. Like it was his first game, like real life game action. Um, and I thought he had a lot of good plays, but, and I was like, you know what? He's just going to keep getting better. You know, I'm not too concerned. And he had that nice play to Aguilar. The last game against the Raiders, I mean, especially coming off a week where all you heard reports wise was, you know, the Pats look great. Jalen Mills, like they, all I heard, I heard reports Jalen Mills was locking up, um, Devontae (laughs) Adams and drills. Like I'm hearing Mac Jones is throwing dimes. Like. It's like, wow, like we look good in practice. And I think Bill Belichick even said it better, said it. Um, he said that they played, they practiced a lot better than they played. Like the whole week of practice, they played well. And then when it came down to the game, they, they kind of, they stunk. So that makes me nervous because, you know, we need, I mean, Mac didn't look good, that great in that the last game and for this t- team to succeed we need mac to be take it to another level so i think you're right i think the concern level for me after this looking at this preseason is higher than it was going into the offseason like in when we finished the show i mean we were talking about it um a few months ago and i was like you know when the schedule came out we were like you know what i feel like this team can win nine to ten games like i feel like that's not really that hard I still feel that way. Like, I feel like they can still win nine to 10 games and be a wild card team, but not if they play the way they have in these like couple preseason games. And I get it. Bill Belichick teams always play better as the season goes on. You know, they always start worse than they finish. Uh, but based on what I've seen in the preseason, you're right. There is a level of concern there for this uh, Patriots team. Uh, I got to So I agree with you. I think um, from what we can see, that the team, sh- this this isn't like a terrible, terrible team. This isn't like the 2020 team where we have no one on the roster. Cam Newton is Cam Newton and we're struggling. Um, my only, con- my, not my only concern, my biggest concern is the defense, man. This defense looks absolutely anemic, like, Malcolm Butler has a cup of coffee in the secondary and he's gone. Jalen Mills is your, I don't know if he's our first cornerback. He's our number one corner right now. So I guess he's our number one corner right now. So that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me that Jalen Mills is your, your CB one. That's, that's what scares me, man. The secondary looks a little, not a little, the secondary looks very thin. We didn't improve much in the linebacking core. And we called that a big, cause for concern in the off season, the offense is going to be the offense. Like the offense will struggle, but the offense will have its weeks where it puts up its numbers. But for me, it remains to be seen if this defense is going to be able to stand on its own two feet and really get stops when we need stops. If, cause we kind of mentioned it during the off season is if this team gets into a shootout, they're not winning shootouts. It's just not going to happen. So my big concern is the defense. I think something has to 
something has to give with the defense. Yeah, I mean, we we said it during the like during the off season. Their big problem was they lost. They didn't add like their defense. They didn't add. They add Malcolm Butler and he gets hurt. Which really, that's if you're hanging your hat on Malcolm Butler, it's that's not a good day. Like we talked about how the the linebacking core looks old and slow. All they did was get rid of Dante Hightower. We talked about how the corners aren't great. What do we do? We get rid of our best corner or don't resign our best corner. So you're right. The defense is a major concern. And, you know, I think another big cause for concern, which is something that we've said over and over again, who's leading this defense? There is no coordinator. It's like, that's, that's a major red flag, a major concern. And, you know, I'd feel a lot better if they just said, you know what, even if I feel worse, but even if they said it was like, if you're going to say Steve Belichick is the defensive coordinator, that's not a good decision, but at least you're saying this is the guy that's calling the plays. This is the guy that's responsible for leading the defense. I'd rather than just say, Gerard Mayer, you're our defensive coordinator. Do whatever you got to do and you're leading the defense. I mean, we saw how – I mean, Matt Patricia's calling the offensive plays, so I really don't know what difference it makes who calls the defense at this point. I mean, for I, in all honesty, Matt Patricia should be calling the defense because at least he knows defense. Does he know defense well? Not really, but at least he was a DC. Why he's calling offensive plays, I have no idea. But regardless, uh, yeah, I mean, you have that guy ass backwards calling the offense. You have no one calling the defense. So I don't know if Bill's just pulling the strings like he, he usually does. I know there were a couple of years there where we didn't have a true DC and it was him and, you know, Gerard Mayo kind of did his thing. Steve Belichick did his thing. Josh McDaniels isn't walking through that door as much as we kind of criticized him for his play calling. At least he was a solid OC. So the coaching staff, you're right, is definitely a chunk of the pie that is cause for concern between that, the defense, and then, you know, the whole new scheme they're putting in on offense, which from what I've seen, some days they have it, some days they don't. I mean, when we talked about the off season, like going into the off season, we felt really good. And we said, Hey, these are the holes we have. We are linebacking cores old. We need to get younger and faster and get some new linebacking core people in there. Our corners are okay, but we need to add some depth. We need some receiving. And we need to fill the offensive coordinator position, uh, the coordinator positions, defensive coordinator position, whatever it is. You lost your OC, didn't fill in the D, D, didn't fill in the OC after you lost him, and didn't fill in the DC that you were missing. You cut draw or didn't resign Gerard Mayo, uh, not Gerard Mayo, excuse me, Dante Hightower, and you didn't add any linebackers that are. You also game-changing. lost JC Jackson. You lost JC Jackson. You didn't add any depth. And your only depth you added was Malcolm Butler. And really, what did that, what was that going to do from you one year retired? And then he cut and, him. And then you, well, he got hurt. Oh, fair. He, he had a season ending injury. So it was like, I get it. Like, like that's, that's out of your control. But I mean, really, you're right. He probably might even been cut if he didn't get hurt. And then your only offensive weapon you added was um, the kid out of, in the second round. And then he gets hurt. But you don't add any veteran wide receivers around Mac. 
which is what we said. Devontae Parker. I don't know. Do you count him? Oh, yeah. I guess Devontae Parker. I guess that's a big ad. I guess that's a good ad. But I was hoping for like a splash or like a little bit of a step up. Devontae Parker will probably be pretty good. But I feel like we might. And then you lost. Um, what's his name on the offensive line? Trade him to Tampa for nothing. Marcus Cannon. Right. Was it Cannon? I think, I think so. it was Cannon. Uh, so long ago, I forget. But my point is, you had just these couple holes you had to, these couple holes you had to fill, and then you just made more holes and didn't fill the old ones. Like it, it, like we subtracted and we didn't add. So I have a big cause for concern, to be honest with you. And you know, I felt good when the schedule came out. I was like, man, I think we can scrounge wins together if everyone improves, and you know. We add a couple extra people. This was pre-draft, I think, or right after the draft, you know. Mm -hmm. But I feel a little nervous. I think there's good cause for concern going into this season. But, you know, I think the good te the big test is going to be week one against the Dolphins. That's like we talk about your division. This is a tough division. Whether we want to admit it or not, the Dolphins are going to be better than they were last year because they were just a mess. But obviously, there was internal things that were going on that we didn't know about and that that place is a mess but now this year one year removed maybe they're better i think they take a step in the right direction the bills are the bills and the jets got better whether we want to admit it or not the jets got better they added some good people in the draft they're they're another year older they got a, you know they got a good running back they get a good young running back they get a good young wide receiver and zach wilson whether even though both of us do not like zach wilson not a big you know, Zach Wilson guy. Refuse not a big. I, I I will never be a Zach Wilson guy, but he's he's got to be better than he was last year. Year two, did a little bit of a year two jump. He's got some more weapons around him. Who's to say he won't get better? I think the Jets get better, and especially with Robert Sala leading the charge, I think they're they're going to be better than they were. I'm not saying the record's going to really reflect that. I'm not going to say they're going to be a playoff team, but. You're in a tough division right now, and everyone around you added, and you just subtracted. So, yeah, I'm nervous. So I'm oh. gonna go through the off season from some from what I can tell. I'm sure we've already talked about most of this, but just to kind of recap what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. So we released Kyle Van Noy. James White retired. Um, we signed Ty Montgomery at wide receiver. Malcolm Butler comes and goes. And then you kind of fast forward a little bit. I mean, you have some offensive line guys. You have some, like, kind of fringe guys. Um, you signed Jack Jones to his rookie deal. So you gotta, you have the draft going. And then you come into July, and it's, you know, signing and releasing. You activate David Andrews off the pup list. Um, Jake Bailey comes back. Um uh, and by the way, Ty Montgomery just got hurt, so he's out for the yeah, year. So, I mean, so it's like, what are we doing? I'm trying to – Jabril Peppers is – you know, you have Jabril Peppers now. You have Jonathan Jones from the IR, Miles Bryant. Um, well, I like Jonathan Jones. I think Jonathan Jones is going to be a good corner for us. Just You're missing J.C. Jackson. That's a huge right. person to you replace. Know, you, you, you trade Nikhil Harry, that's always going to be a positive. So Yeah. But I mean, like, a, so I'm going through this and it's a lot of like, whether you want to call it 
addition or subtraction. It just seems like a lot of lateral moves. Like there is no big, other than the Parker move, you know, the Parker move is the Parker move, but just a lot of like lateral staying in the same spot, nothing really blowing up, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like nothing real crazy. So it's hard for me to really look at this team and be like, damn, they really figured it out. Like, like you said, plugged up their holes and they're good to go now where, you know, you have to almost ask yourself, like, are there more holes than they started with? Are we contending with more problems than we started with? That'll all answer itself week one, week two, week three, week four, when, you know, things kind of get going, you get into the swing of the season. But I mean, I've definitely felt better heading into week one in other years, but you know, maybe, maybe I'll be surprised. I don't, I don't want to say this team is dead on the water by any means, but I mean, geez, it's, it's certainly not like a 20, 2017, 2018 team where we're like, all right, who, who, you know, are we going 14 and two, 15 and one? Right. I'm not saying this team is garbage, but if you asked me last year after we lost in the, the first round to the Bills, where do you see this team finishing next year? I'd say AFC championship game. Just because I think we're going to, you know, maintain what we got and then add to that. No, I don't know. I think we're a wild card team, but I think we stay, I think we stay there and now we're stuck in mediocrity. And it's like, and I could be wrong. Like things could change. They could add people. Some of these rookies could pop. Who knows? Jonathan Jones could become the new JC Jackson. He just comes out of nowhere and, you know, Jalen Mills pops, you know, finally we see Juwan Bentley be, you know, a good linebacker and be a leader of the defense. Maybe Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are the best offensive duo. I don't know. Like, I don't think so. I don't think any of that's going to happen, but I don't, I don't feel as comfortable as I did after we lost. No, but, certainly not. I mean, heading into that Bills game, I was confident as hell. And now, you yeah. know, a tale of... But even after. A tale of two seasons. So, do you blame the front office? Do you blame, you know, just the kind of current situation with the salary cap? Do you blame, you know, the team for maybe not addressing it? I don't know, but... You, Put a lot it, of it on the front office. It's really hard to look at this team and think it's kind of in the same ilk of the, as the Red Sox, you know, in their off season ending to this season, you know, did you do enough to address the issues? We all know you have heading into the season and with the Red Sox, it was all right. They made a couple like smaller moves, no real big splash other than Trevor story, who is kind of a good comp to Devonte Parker. Um, you know, you make kind of a, you know, semi big splash. You bring in a guy like that. And other than that, it's just like a lot of like, you know, Michael Walker, Rich Hill, you know, you're messing around with a like Cutter Crawford, you know, the bullpen, you don't really address. You kind of let that go. Chris Sale will be back. We'll be fine. And then, you know, the wheels fall off. So it remains to be seen if this Pats team will respond or if the wheels are going to fall off in like week 10 and we just watch them sink. It remains to be seen, but the, And they don't want to re-sign their guys, their homegrown guys. It's like they're not re-signing Devers and Bogey, which is obviously mentally a hurdle that they have. You don't re-sign J.C. Jackson. You don't re-sign key guys yeah, on the offensive line. I mean, line. not re-signing J.C. Jackson is kind of a wild move. I mean, which 
unfortunately it's par for the course. You know, you talk about Ty Law, Asante Samuel, Darrell Rivas, Malcolm Butler to an extent, and now JC Jackson just showing that the Pats will produce cornerbacks but will not resign them. I know Darrell Rivas was a signing, but again, you know, you have these guys in-house and you just refuse to resign them. Right. You trade away Stefan Gilmore, who won the Defensive Player of the Year award two years ago. Yeah. And then you don't resign JC Jackson. I thought it was a slam dunk that we resigned JC Jackson after, like, yeah, we're not going to give the money to Gilmore, who's older. We're going to give it, the money who, to Who, like Revis, was a big signing. But again, that's, you got to think that's a guy you want to keep around. Like that. Right. He, you can't think he's expendable. And if you're going to get rid of him, you might as well, if you're going to not, if you know you're not going to resign JC Jackson, you might as well keep Gilmore and sign him to another deal. Like, like to my eyes, you keep one of the two at least. Um, uh, But it just doesn't make sense to me. I I just don't get it. So, um, what are your predictions for this team? finish like what do you think they're going to finish what what record do you think they're going to finish i think 10 and 8 is the floor and i think anything less than 10 and 8 is a complete failure of a season um and that would be on the front office completely if you don't like you have mac jones on his second year rookie deal you have the money you brought in Devontae parker he has he already has henry he already has johnny smith um you know jacoby myers took a big leap last year in terms of receiving you finally got Nikhil Harry out of the room. Uh, Damian Harris is a legit back. Stevenson's a legit back. So the offense is there. It's a failed season. If you were to have let the defense fall apart so badly that you go nine and nine, what is, it's 18 games now, right? Nine and nine, eight and 10. Like that's even like 10 and eight. Like you only it's win 17 two- games. Is it 17 games? All right. So, uh, so 10 and seven. So yeah, I'll say 10 and seven is the floor. Like you should win three more games than you lose any, anything less than that is kind of a failure. I mean, again, the offense is for the most part loaded, if not solid. And if this team fails, it's going to because of the defense and you got to look around. Hey, we never brought in a DC. We let our two best corners walk. We didn't address those issues. We let the, we let the linebackers get older. So that's on the Patriots. That would be on the front office. And if this is going to be a lost season, that's completely on the front office. So I think I mean, it has to be at least 10 and seven. Yeah. I, I think that's like where I look at it. I mean, I went through the schedule just now quickly um, and looking at some of these teams, man, like, especially at the beginning of the season, there's games that you should win. Like if I'm looking at the Patriots, like you're playing the Lions, the bears, the Jets, the Steelers, who have a good defense, but their offense is kind of a mess right now. Like there's no, there's no, um, they didn't really, they, they're kind of rebuilding that offense too. So like, that's kind of a question mark. Obviously the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, you know, they're kind of, they're going with Jacoby Brissett leading the charge. So so you should (laughs) he's a he's a big fan of the podcast um but you should win that game you know what i mean the browns just keep getting worse dude imagine if amari cooper goes for like 200 yards two touchdowns he just absolutely scorches jalen mills if he's healthy (laughs) true very true 
and if true. Jacoby if Jacoby can make a, a, a pass, <laughs> like that's, that's like you may miss you're you're assuming a little too much there, Danny Football. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, maybe we'll just have to. I mean, if let's so let's pull up the schedule. Let's kind of see what quarterbacks we're facing here. Hold on, I got it right here. Oh right, yeah, so let's yeah let's just go through it. I'll so you're it. going Tua week okay. one in Miami. I think that's a winnable. That should be a winnable game for the Pats. You're pay, playing either Trubisky or Pickett. Like that's unknown. Unknown. I mean, Trubisky, you know what you're getting. Pickett, you don't know. But again, that's a rookie. Yeah. Lamar Ravens, Jackson. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. But who's Aaron Rodgers got to throw the ball to? Fair. It, like it, that, if you, I don't know if you've heard any stories about that, but like a couple, like a week or two ago, Aaron Rodgers was like, we're going to have to start fighting these guys because if they keep dropping passes, like there's, it's not all smiles in Green Bay after that big extension. Um, I think he's going to take a step. I mean, I mean, I've done some fantasy football drafts already, and Aaron Rodgers is like the 12th ranked quarterback going into fantasy football right now. And I think it's because he has no one to throw the ball to. He doesn't have his like get out of jail free card with uh, Devontae Adams anymore. But I obviously Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, um, Jared Goff. I'm not, I'll never be scared of Jared Goff. Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Never be scared of him. Uh, the Justin Bears. Fields. Justin Fields is a question mark. You don't know. Like that, he could be very good, or he could be like last year and be very bad. This is Justin I, Fields six weeks into the season, so who knows at that point. He could be even hurt. He may not even be playing at that point. Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco? Is Joe yeah, Flacco on the yeah, bed still? Yeah, he is, but I... I think, I think Zach Wilson I think, will be back. I think then. he'll be healthy by then. Week eight. Yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan with the Colts. That's a Dane. I think Matt Ryan's going to have a sneaky year this year. He's I think sneaky. he could just be like... I think it'll just be like Rivers. He kind of plugs in and just kind of does what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to... You know, he's got Michael Pittman, man. I think he's going to – I think him and Michael Pittman are going to have uh, a huge year together. Uh, then you get Zach Wilson again. Um, Kirk Cousins. and Kirk Cousins. That, that Vikings offense is scary, though. I, I'm mm. a little nervous about that. I think the offense scares me more than Kirk Cousins. Um, you got Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Kyler. Derek Carr. Joey Burrow. Tua. And then Allen Josh again. Allen again. That's a tough end of the season, man. That yeah. last – after they play the Jets, I, I, I'd even give them – I mean, I'll give the Vikings in that too. You're playing the Vikings offense, Josh Allen twice, Joey Burrow, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and, I mean, two of them get one week in there. But that's a scary end of the season there. That's – that's uh, you got to get your wins in the beginning of the season. I'll say that. But, I mean, looking at that schedule, I, I'd say at least 10 games I count are winnable. Like – Without it, like uh, I, I would expect them to win those ten games. Now there's some question marks in there, and of course, some of those ten games they're going to lose, and of course they're going to split with the Bills because why not? They're going to beat. The, why not? Because the, they just have to do that to us. They're going to beat probably the Packers because we're not expecting that. They're going to lose to the Jets. Like that's just typical Patriots teams that make me. Like last year, taking the we take the Bucks to the wire, and then we almost lose to the Jets. So right, yeah, you get blown out by the Raiders, but you take the Bucks to a field goal. Like it's like it, it doesn't make sense. But same thing with the Bills. Like you beat the Bills, but you lose to the Raiders. It, it just not the Raiders. Um, 
sorry, the Saints, not the Saints. Right, the, right. You lose, you get blown out by the Saints, but you, you know, have a wire to wire game against the Bucks. But um, I think ten. I think you're right. I think ten and seven should be the goal. And uh, any, I mean, maybe you give them nine and eight, but that I, I mean, now you're getting dangerous. You're on the cusp of a wild card team. I think ten wins, you can do it. Um, but I'll tell you, I feel a lot worse than I did. At the beginning of the right, offseason. Right, right, right. So that was the Patriots offseason. Let's look a little bit around the NFL here. Um, what is there any teams that stand out to you right off the bat um, that, you know, let's start with like some of the, the wagons that we that were in the playoffs last year? Who do you think is going to still be at the top there and, you know, be a contender for, you know, a long playoff run and make a run at the championship. I think you got to look at Buffalo. Um, Kate, that Kansas city is always going to be there no matter what doesn't, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is just a cheat code. Um, I think Cincinnati will be back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking to AFC East, or, uh, AFC East. I'm just talking to AFC right now. Um, Baltimore is always just kind of in the mix. Mm-hmm. Miami's a question mark. And Denver, we'll have to see what goes on with Russell Wilson. I think they'll be kind of an interesting team. And then you have the Chargers who are kind of on the outside looking in. So I think looking at the AFC side of things, there are a lot of good, good teams. But if you're talking upper echelon, I think it's I think it's Bills, Chiefs. Maybe you could toss the Raiders in just because of the Devontae Adams move. But I think it's kind of Bills, Chiefs, maybe the Bengals and everyone else. Yeah, I would say at the playoff teams that we had last year, I'd probably go with those three teams, um, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, um, that I'd put the Ravens in that next tier. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from them. Uh, they could be, you know, pretty good. They could be pretty bad. Um, now, and you're looking at those teams that are kind of like the fringe wild card or miss the playoff teams. I think you got to look at that AFC West division, like, Chiefs, obviously, we talked about Broncos with Russ. I mean, he's got some weapons there, man. Like, he's got Jerry Judy. Judy. He's got Sutton. That's a good offense. That's a pretty good offense. And the Broncos always seem to kind of figure it out on defense. Um, so they could be really good. I mean, they were missing their the quarterback, was what they, we were hearing is what they were missing. So they got an all star, all pro quarterback. They should be better right away. The Raiders were obviously lost in that wild card game. They were close back and forth. Derek Carr finally gets that next level weapon that we've been looking for. Devontae Adams. I think they're going to be nasty this year. And the Chargers, they should be so good this year. Like they, this is the year, this is my team to pop this year, that non-playoff team to pop. The Chargers are just going to be nasty this year. Herbert's on year three. He was so good last year. He's going to be even better this year. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler, if he can stay healthy. Healthy is just, Health is just going to be the biggest part of this team because Eckler always seems to get hurt. Uh, last year, like, got hurt a couple big games. Keenan Allen, his knees are made of glass. And then you just got to keep Herbert on his, um, on his feet. They added some defensive players. Our old friend J.C. Jackson's going there. Uh, added some other key defensive weapons. So I think the Chargers, I think they're going to give the Chiefs a run for the money for the division. I'll say it. I think they're going to be a division. It's a possibility. uh, It's a possibility. Um, 
But man, I like what you said about the Dolphins. I think they're going to be better. I just don't know how much better they're going to be. Um, obviously, hopefully the Patriots are there. I think the Browns are going to be a dumpster fire. I hope they lose every game. I hate the Browns. Um, and then obviously the garbage division of the AFC South. Who knows what's going to happen out of there? I think the Colts are the easy one to say. Um, Colts and Titans. But as someone that has them in dynasty football, fantasy football, I'm hoping for a huge year two jump for Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I'm, I mean, a year, new coach in there, a good coach, way better than the, the fool he had in there last year. I'm hoping that that team takes a little bit of a step forward as well, mainly for selfish reasons because I have Trevor Lawrence and he's the future of my franchise team. So, um, but I, th- I, I think my pick to be like the next, like the non-playoff team standout is the Chargers. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think they're kind of on that. Again, they're a question mark team, but they can make a big jump. Um, NFC wise, Bucks are always going to be in there. Rams aren't going anywhere, man. They they pretty much kept the entire team. NFC added. NFC East is just going to be another shit show. So I'm not really, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not expecting much to come out of there. So I think it might be Bucks, Rams. I mean, I don't, I, you, you mentioned it earlier. I don't know who Rogers is throwing to. So I don't know who's coming out of the North. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at the NFC. It might be just Rams, Bucks, and everyone else. I don't know who else can really contend. Yeah, I think I think the Bucks and the Rams are going to be there at the end. Um, I, I I think it is a two-headed horse race. Is that the right saying? I don't know. Two two, two horse, horse race. race. Two horse race. Two-headed monster of the of the NFC, and that's the Rams and the uh, Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I just I I how can he not go out on top? This is Brady's last year, obviously. He's done after this year. There's no way he's playing another year. The King has to go on on top. I just don't see how he doesn't finish on top. You think he's going to get the Ray Lewis uh, movie star ending? I think – I mean, if anyone's going to, is it Tom Brady? I mean, the guy just wins. I, I don't see how he doesn't do it. So – I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, he sat out most of preseason. He's probably feel he's probably doing the mass singer. Uh, yeah, he's in. I saw that. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think it's those two. Um, I will say out of the NFC East, I think the Cowboys are going to run. I think the Cowboys have a good team. I think they'll kind of run away with that. You don't know what's going to happen with the Jalen Hurts uh, second year. He's our guy, man. We, we were big Hurts guys. We don't know. He just got uh, A.J. Brown, so I think the Eagles are going to be better. Um, Cardinals are frauds. They're they're going to be you know in the playoffs, but they won't do anything. 49ers are interesting. Will Trey Lance be good? I don't know. I don't know if Trey Lance will be good. Uh Packers, like we said, I think they're going to win the division, but who knows? And the Vikings obviously will be right in there. I mean, the Bears, the Bears, the Lions, the Lions. How do you think Baker's going to be in uh, Carolina? I think CMC, dude. CMC. I think he's. A, I think he's a better option than Sam Darnold. I, I, I just don't know in that division if they're going to be able to make any sort of noise, especially if 
if Jameis is fully healthy with those Saints. Yeah, you're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be such a hard division to kind of eke out a spot in, especially with the Bucks yeah. just so dominant on top. I think he'll have a good season. I just don't know if he'll be able to really pull those guys out of the. That's just a it's a hard division, man. Yeah, that's it. I mean that is. I mean, you're right. I mean, if he goes to the NFC East, like he, I think they're they win the. E, I think he's a game changer. I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy, so I, I think you're right though. I think the Bucks are just so dominant there. You don't know. I wasn't even thinking about Jameis. Like Jameis in there totally changes. If he's Jameis is at the top of his game, he's like unbelievable. So, man. I think I think Baker can bring them to a playoff spot. I don't know how long of a run they'll make, but I think Baker's a game changer. He, I mean, he helped bring that Browns team from 0-16 to being a playoff team. So I think he can do the same with the Panthers. I don't think they win the division, obviously. Uh, but I think a wild card team, I think that's not out of the question for that team. Especially, I feel like the NFC is pretty open. I, I'm oh, not, 1 million percent it's open. Yeah, it's definitely Minus open. the top two spots. Right. I mean, I think it's – if you told me the Panthers finished fourth in the NFC, I would not be shocked. I would not be – It's a possibility. Or fifth. Fourth or fifth. I mean, fifth – maybe fifth. Because I think, you know, who knows what the Packers are going to do this year. That's what I'm the saying, Packers, yeah. The Packers could be garbage. They could be pretty bad. But I think Aaron Rodgers is a, like he, like I said, he's a difference maker. I think he helps you get more. I think he'll put the team on his back for a lot of games. I mean, the Cowboys with Dak. I think if Dak's healthy and that whole offense is healthy, there. I mean, who, what Zeke are we going to get this season? I don't know. Um, but if, if they told me that, I mean, obviously, I think the, if the Cowboys were in, I think they win the division. Uh, and if the Packers are in, they win the division. So, like, I think if you told me that the Panthers were in fifth, fifth in the AFC, like in the standings, like playoff rankings, I wouldn't be shocked. No, yeah, that, I mean that's definitely a spot they could occupy. I feel like that's a spot for all the teams to kind of shoot for. Is can we get at least that wild card? So, yeah, they have a good shot at it. They, you know, they have the team built around Baker to make the most of it. So we'll see what happens. It hinges on CMC stayed healthy too. Like if right. CMC goes down, yeah, like yeah. there. We saw that last season. It just completely fell apart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And they had Sam, Sam Darnold was looking like we were all saying, man, were we wrong about Sam Darnold? Right, right. And um, then the wheels fell off after, you know, he gets hurt or the, the injury. He got hurt. Actually, Sam Darnold got hurt too. Um, looking at this, uh, I, I kind of mentioned it. What do you think? Preseason. I mean, we can, you, right now, instant gut. Like we'll do our official preseason predictions for Super Bowl matchup, but just thinking, like looking at the stand, like the teams that we were looking at. What's your instant reaction? Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Uh, I think it'll be Bills, Bucks. Yeah, I really don't want to say Bills. But I, think be I, some, I think it's going to be some combination of Bills and Chiefs again. Yeah, I think the I think the AFC Championship is the Bills versus the Chiefs. Um, I think one whoever wins that game will be uh, facing the Bucks. Um, 
I'm gonna say it'll be different. I'll I'll say the um I'll say the Chiefs versus the Bucks. We get round two. Brady goes out on top. The um, versus Patrick Mahomes for real this time. For real um, this time. Uh, <laughs> who? So just real quick because I know we want to talk about the Sox. Fantasy football time. Fantasy football. We got our big draft coming up uh, for the Rob Baldbot League. What time we is got- that? Draft at seven, I believe. Okay. I got another. I got to draft another team during the draft, which is just going to be Christ. that's just going to be a cluster. Um. And then we got our podcast draft coming up too. Um, I forget the date of that, but but we got that. So let's help the listeners out a little bit. Who, if you're in the first round, I mean, it depends on where you're at. But who is your – in a non-keeper league, you got everyone on the table. Who are you looking to target? Uh, who do you think is the best uh, – Who if you have the number one pick, we'll say that because I don't think any of us have the number one if pick. I have who the do number you think? One, if I have the number one pick – I mean, I might go – I've seen I've seen Jonathan Taylor, but I think I go Derrick Henry. He's just such a sure thing. Yeah, I want to say like, Derrick like Henry, it. just because he's a sure thing. I love, I love Derrick Henry. He helped me get. He hurt me because he got hurt, but he helped me get second place last year. He's the only reason I built up such a lead. I think I won the first like ten weeks of one league just because Derrick Henry was getting me thirty right. points a game. Um. Man, see, my battle is between Jonathan Taylor and CMC. CMC is a walking 25 points a week if he's healthy. It's just, will he stay healthy is like such a such a wild card that you can't predict. So I think I lean Jonathan Taylor just based on he's younger, he's healthier, he's been healthier history-wise. But CMC, I mean, I know people are scared to take CMC with the first pick. I wouldn't be as scared because he's he's healthy, man. He's going to get you 25 to 30 points a week. Easy. Especially with Baker playing. We saw what Nick Chubb did with Baker Mayfield. It's like we saw what Kareem Hunt did with Baker Mayfield, and they're like the same player combined. Like it's Nick Chubb, powerful Nick Chubb, and pass catching Kareem Hunt. Like I – it's tough. That's a battle. Uh, I'm lucky I don't have the first overall pick in any drafts because I'd have a tough battle. Uh, I think I'd go Jonathan Taylor. I think you can't go wrong with them. But Derrick Henry's like, an un, I think not many people would say Derrick Henry, but I think more people should think Derrick Henry with the first pick in the draft because it's like, I think he's, you know, he's going to get 30 to 40 touches a game. Like, right, there's no right. one else on that offense. Right. Like, it's, it, it's through Derrick Henry every single play. So. Uh, I like that. Uh, who's who's your sleeper in the draft? Sleeper. I'm trying to be smart about this because you and me are very close in yeah, the, I know. Uh, the RBS we... draft, uh, the draft, uh, the draft picks. So I got to be careful about who. If I it makes you feel better, I'll probably forget whatever you say. Play my hand. I'll tell here. you. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you. And no, and don't. We can say it in a again non-keeper. Everyone's on the table. Okay. No, no, there's no keepers in here. So maybe there's a keeper, and you can say a keeper if you want in the uh, RBS draft uh, that's already taken. 
Sleeper wise, I'll go with my man Jalen Hurts. Then I feel like people may have soured on him a little bit more than they should have. But I think he, between his rushing and his passing, he can still produce a good fantasy number. So I, I'd say maybe like eight, nine, maybe seven. If you're looking for a QB, just kind of mm-hmm. and maybe some other QBs are off the board. Grab Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm I'm drafting Jalen Hurts now. In the He's a RVS keeper, team. so you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dude, I almost kept Jalen Hurts in my uh, my other league. I drafted yesterday. I was I had a long debate, which I gotta I gotta ask you this question. Maybe now is a good time. But I had a debate between Darren Waller in the fifth round, fourth or fifth round, or Jalen Hurts in the eleventh round. I was like, that's a lose lose because I have two keepers in that league. One of them is Justin Jefferson, like the second to last round. So he's he's locked. And then I was like. I'm so, you know, I'm high on Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be, a, my nickname on Sleeper for him was future MVP. Oh I, I drafted him two years ago. I know I picked him up in free agency two years ago, had the same debate last year, didn't keep him, reached on him in the 11th round or 12th round last year. And then I had the same debate this year. And it was literally the night before when keepers locked, it was a down to the last minute decision. And, just because tight ends are just – I took yeah. Waller. My team is pretty pretty nice in that. It's pretty filthy in that league. Like, I had – Yeah, uh, I mean, for 11th round, that's good value, but locking up a tight end is so important. In the fifth especially, round, too. Right, especially in the fifth round, and then you could always just draft – there's going to be quarterbacks on the board anyway. So yeah, I ended up getting Russ. So there it's like – That's the same, yeah. Yeah, and I ended up, you know – with the since I didn't have to draft the tight end early, I was at the end of the draft, at the end of the first round. So I went um, and I had Justin Jefferson already later in the draft. So I went Cook, Dalvin, and uh, Joe Mixon back to back. Like yeah. I went nine. I think I was picking nine. So I went those two, and then I got Keenan Allen in the third because I didn't have to worry about a tight end. So and then I went James Conner in the fourth. So I, my first four picks were Cook, Mixon. Allen, Connor, and I had uh, Waller, Waller, and then I had Justin Jefferson in the back, and then I got Ross. So that's like uh, there you go. I got a I got a wagon. If everyone stays, I get the most made of glass team in, in the whole league. But if everyone stays healthy, I'm, I, I should be pretty good. I think I, I think I'll be all right. Um, my sleeper is Adam Thielen. I don't know why everyone's not high on this guy this year. He's going in like the 11th round. I think he's a keeper at our league too. So two fantasy football savants here, Danny football, picking keepers in a, in a keeper league uh, as our sleepers. But um, he may not be, whoever, maybe someone didn't keep him, but I I think he should be a, I think he should be a keeper. Whoever's not uh, whatever. But I think, um, but I think Adam Thielen's fallen in a lot of drafts. Um, another guy that's fallen in a lot of drafts, and I don't, I understand because of the situ- like the team he's on and injuries. But if you're in the last round and you have everything situated and you're just trying to add a player, I'd take Robert Woods. Robert Woods is yeah. going in the last round in a lot of leagues. Like I, guy was a, like was a fifth round, fourth round pick last year. And part of that is team-wise. He's on, you know, he goes from the Rams to the Jaguars. I, I no, no, the Titans. I get it, but, I mean, Tannehill has to throw the ball to someone. 
and it's probably going to yeah. be Robert Woods. So, um, I'm more lean uh, Thielen because I, I know he's battled injury, but where you can get him in the draft, I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, but um, I think I, those are two guys that I think solid are good. sleepers, man. Solid, solid sleepers. sleepers. Um, and I have yet to draft any of them. <laughs> I always <laughs> miss out on. I think I got Thielen in the league, but I, I haven't really got them. Um, but let's move on. Let's get to the socks because uh, I want to. I want to quickly go through this because this is just going to make me depressed. Um, socks are struggling. Uh, the division they're in last place in the division. Seven games out of a wild card. Still have not signed uh, Xander Bogarts and uh, Raphael Devers. With all that said, you know. Do you think they can? First of all, do you think they can make up seven no. games in the wild card? No. Nope. Okay. Sounds no. good. No. <laughs> I, I have good about too many times this season. I've been like, you know what? Maybe they can do it, and then they just absolutely shit the bed. I am out on this team, man. I'm out. I think I... you're still you're still you're still in. I just I just, I just wanna I wanna hold on to hope, and that's just I mean. Do I feel good about it? No, I'm not going to say sit here and say like, yeah, this team's a lock for the playoffs, but sometimes can, all can of- they mathematically make the playoffs? Yes. In my heart of hearts. Do I think they can do it No. Well, I'm just, yeah, I, can they do it? I don't, that's a different, I think it's looking at their schedule, what they got for the rest of the season, right? They got to make the playoffs. Yeah. They got to beat some decent teams, right? Which they have they not done. Some- they have not done, but they got to play the Twins next. They're starting a Twins series right now. They get the Rangers. And then you go on this little run where you're playing in division and a couple out of division. We don't play great against the division. That no, we don't. Me. No, we don't. But who's in front of you in the wild card? The Orioles and Blue Jays. That's who <laughs> Blue Jays are in the wild card. If you win some of these series going forward, I don't trust them to win these series. They can, they can, they could, they can win the series. I just do not trust them at all to do it. What do you think it takes for them to do it? Like, do you think there's a, like, do they, is there anything I mean, that's in-house that they can do to make it so they can? Well, they just called up Zach Kelly and Caleb Ort, so the bullpen's fixed after they <laughs> release Saramora and um, Austin Davis. So everything's everything's good to go now that we have the Woo Sox up in the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, Tristan Cassis, JD Martinez has to figure it out. Tristan yeah, Cassis, Tristan Cassis should be getting some looks. Duran Zen, back down. Huh? Zen, yeah, I mean he deserves it. The dude's bat. Yeah. The dude's batting less than two hundred. Um, yeah. and if I'm being honest, he should have been sent down after his whole debacle with not running yeah, down but, center field yeah. balls and his. Oh his, yeah, his effort's been suspect to say the least. Um, and I, I, you're talking to the biggest Jaron Duran fan before he got called up. So for me to kind of take a, take the rose colored glasses off and be like, this dude has some issues. He needs to work out. He has some issues. He has to work out. Um, so, I mean, give a try. You got to give Cassis a shot, see what he can do. You don't have to worry about burning one of his, his, uh, rookie years right now. Yeah. Um, the bullpen has been reloaded. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be too sarcastic about calling up Zach Kelly and Caleb Ort. It is fresh blood. JD has to figure it out. Xander has to get hot again. Um, Trevor Story is working his way back. So it's 
it's a good reset button to hit. But again, these guys have to contribute. If, you know, if Zach Kelly and Caleb Ort come up and they're not the answer, then the bullpen's exactly where they are before. If JD stays cold and Xander stays cold, that hurts the lineup. If Trevor Story comes back and he's not the Trevor Story we paid for, that's a problem. Um, they did get Kike back. Kike back. What's that? They did get Kike back. They did. They did. That's always a good, that's always a good versatile guy to have. Um, but it's not like the game changer. That no, they need to... no, it's not. I think Story could be that though. He I could, he could. No, problems. he definitely could. So, I mean, you have the, the, the opportunities are there for these guys to contribute. It's just, it's a race against time, man. Like we're, this podcast is going to come out in the month of September, man. So, and this is something we were talking about back in April and May, like, oh, well they have time, but they're running out of time. They have time, but they're running out of time. They have time, but they are certainly running out of time. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're about out of time. So I think you're right. I think, I mean, takes a couple weeks to get hot and then you're i mean two weeks well, of being hot june. and then you're june, right back in. june they were the hottest team in right. baseball and then it, the wheels fell off so right. if they can put it together they they can get back in the conversation but again this this the really the theme of the season has been just digging holes that they can't get themselves out of yeah so hey i don't feel too good about it how looking at the future of this team how do you feel it it hinges completely on re-signing Xander and Endeavors. If uh, I agree, if those two guys walk, this team's in deep trouble. Deep trouble. I mean, I know people are like, "Oh, well, you can move Story over to short." I'm like, "All right, so you move Story over to short. Short. You're probably putting Dahl back at third, and Cass is at first, which isn't a doomsday scenario. But I mean, we all know Bobby Dahlback can't hit. No, he just can't do it. So now you have a complete liability in the lineup in Bobby Dahlback. Second base becomes an open opening again, whether it's Arroyo or Kike, which also opens up a hole in the set, in the outfield, whether you you know mess around with Duran again or bring someone in. I don't know. Um, so it, it just it's a reshuffling and a lateral move, and you take two great bats out of the lineup and you replace them with Bobby Dahlback and Tristan Cassis, who. For all you know, for all I know, Justin Cassis will take to it and be a good bat in the lineup. But it's hard for me to imagine he's going to be a Rafi Devers or a Xander Bogarts in his rookie year. Man, it's really hard for me to say that. And I mean, you'll have at least you have uh, if they don't resign him, at least you know you don't have, you'll have Cassis for like four or five years until they don't want right, to resign right, him, and then right, right. you don't want to resign your homegrown stud talent yeah, exactly, and let them go. Honestly, honestly. Um, the only thing that can make this, I don't even care about the end of the season, to be honest with you. The only thing I care about is re signing Devers and then Bogey. That's the sign the two of them. Top priorities. Nothing else matters. And um, I think that should be the goal for, and I mean, Heim's got to do it. I mean, we've been saying in Heim, we trust he's pulled deep for, for a long time. He pushed all the right buttons, but this season, man, he's pushed some wrong buttons and. I mean, I like the Walker sign. Walker actually did really well. I, I mean, I know we beat up on him, but I think he was a good add. But they didn't add enough of the other thing, and they didn't sign. I think if you sign those two guys, I think. Oh, if you sign those two guys, that changes everything. I think the air in the clubhouse is different. Right, you know what I mean? Right. I, I think they honestly would perform better knowing that that weight's off their shoulders. Right. I think so, too. I think De- whether Devers wants to – I mean, whether – Bogey wants to admit it or not, because I heard an interview with him. Um, 
I think it is bothering him. He said it doesn't bother percent. him. There's no way that's not. That's not in the back of his head. There's no, there's not a chance in the world that that's not in the back of his head. But um, we'll have to see. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully they at least resign those guys, and um, you know, we'll we'll be able to sit here. Hopefully, by the Sox offseason, say, yep, Devers and Bogart to resign. Um, all right, to close out the podcast, we're going to finish, uh, as always, with our final segment, The People's Topic. It's The People's Topic, baby! People's Topic. People's Topic, you can run on our Instagram and Twitter page, at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment, topic, whatever you want us to talk about. This week, we had a bunch. This one comes from Sammy Shroosh. He said, thoughts on Chet and Gallinari injuries, and if you think it's dumb for these guys to be playing other ball before the season. So I don't – go ahead. My thoughts on the Gallo thing was I was horrified. I was like – and from the pictures I saw him, like he ripped his knee. Yeah. Um, wasn't as bad as we thought. He should be back in November, which is fine because the season doesn't really start till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of these guys playing basketball in the offseason – they're going to do what they're going to do. I, if you really want to incentivize them to not do it, fine. But they're basketball players, man. Like, they're going to play. The Chet thing is horrible. But, I yeah. mean, LeBron's out there, too. For all, It could have been LeBron that that happened, too. Right. And then, you know, it's just – it's freak injuries. Both yeah. beyond contact. So, there's not much you can do. It was going to happen at some point, whether it was during the offseason or, you know, uh, October, Thursday night game. My whole thing is you got to be smart too. Like if I'm Chet and I know I'm going to be the main player, and I mean for all intent for like you said, LeBron and Jason Tatum were playing in that game too. Right, right. You're going to be the leaders of your team, especially now when we're getting closer and closer to training camp. Why are we risking playing in a pro am game or playing? I mean, it's a little different for Gallo because he's playing for his country, I guess. So you can kind of is it, wasn't he playing for Italy? I think so. Don't quote but, me on that. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough topic. Like you don't want to tell these guys don't. They're basketball players, like you said. Well, they so want to play it's really, the, it's want. it's almost the Terrell Suggs problem. I mean, he tears he tears his ACL playing basketball in the offseason. The Ravens are like, dude, what are you doing? So I, these guys are going to do what they're going to do. You know, Ben Roethlisberger right. got into a motorcycle crash. These guys are going to do what they're going to do. It's just, a, right. it's just a matter of can they still stay healthy or not yeah well i mean the chet one is i think worse than gallo obviously probably oh, look at it differently I mean, that's because second round. that's your that's your second overall pick gallo yeah. would have sucked but at least it's just a bench guy yeah but i don't know that's a, a, a that's a horrific thing that happened um this one comes from brett shavs uh bold predictions for the nfl season bold i mean do you call the Chargers bold? I don't know if that's really bold. I don't think that's that bold. I'll um, say, I'll say, um, I think someone other than the Packers will win the North. I'll go with that as a bold take. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with the Panthers make the playoffs. I like that. I like that. I think that's. I think that would that be bold? You think? I think that's bold. I think just considering yeah. you know how crowded that wild card situation is gonna be, I think that's yeah. a good one. This one comes from Dan. Smith, 
X this comes to, uh, he says should Bloom be fired this upcoming offseason there's a bunch here uh, so quick I, I don't think so no I don't think I, I think, I don't, I think I don't you give him another know. year I mean his first year he brought you to the playoffs I think you give him a little chance to figure I mean, something out and he had some, got fired the the season after a World Series so I guess you're right anything's you're possible right. I think you give him a chance because also he had, did have it, key injuries. I mean, Kike was out for months. Story was out for months. Sale which fucked around and brought he in. got himself out again. Sale got, is the most unluckiest man on the face of the earth. Trevor so Story. it's like, yeah. So it's like, give him a chance. I, th- I think give him another year. Should Pats fans be concerned with the offense and coaching this season? Yeah, we talked about that. Coaching, yep. yes. Offense, not so much. Defense, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm nervous about the offensive coaching. Coaching, yes, Saturday. but them actually, yeah. not the, like the, the players themselves, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Also, does Big Red use stilts? Has his height been a lie this whole time? Nope, I can tell you that the height is real. 6'8", baby. There you All go. Legs. All legs. All legs. All right. This one's a big one. This one comes from Hunter. He writes, obviously the coordinator situation for the Patriots. Um. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Um, hot seat for Ch- uh, Hein Bloom. Uh, yeah, I think we, we just talked about that. Seat, yeah. I'd say I think he's in the hot seat this offseason. I think he's, I, if he yeah. doesn't do anything in the next year, I think he's in trouble. I mean, for because for all we know, he could completely rebuild the bullpen, and then we're like, oh, he's a genius. Right. Uh, Bruins sneaky good season loading. I, I, think, I mean, considering it's probably the last ride for Bergie and Krejci, I these guys really should be just be going all out to close the season out on a high note. Yeah. I think they, I think they could have a big year this year. I think that, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a good season. I think they could be a sneaky team. I think uh, they showed a lot of grit in that playoff series against Carolina. All you had to do was steal one on the road and they couldn't yeah. do it, which sucks, but they defended home ice. They showed, they showed a lot of character in that, in that, in that uh, series, I thought. So you, they're not gonna. They're not, definitely not gonna be winning the president's trophy, but I think they can at least contend. Yeah. Uh, Caesar locked to have the best Celtic season ever. Um, it would be a colossal failure if they don't make the finals. Huge yeah, failure. I think I think it would be a finals. failure. I, I don't just, know if I could say best season ever, but they no, should have a no, really good season. It's finals or bust, man. This team is right. This team's more loaded than it was last year. Correct. Uh, Gallinari being out is sneaky huge. I think, yeah, he's a key bench piece, but I think they can figure it out for a month. About it. Uh, the Nets are sneaky, are no, sneaky, the best no, team, frauds, highest ceiling in the frauds, NBA. Frauds. If frauds. everyone plays and if everyone, if they play didn't nice, all hate each other, yes, but yeah. they clearly all have issues. That team is not going anywhere. If they didn't all hate each other and they trusted, they're their in the head same coach spot and, they were last year. I mean, they're in, yeah. The only difference is now everyone knows they don't want to be there. That's the that's and the they difference. have Ben Simmons instead of James Harden, which who knows? I think that's a decrease. Ben a decrease. Simmons, is, Ben Simmons is the last guy I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, last one, unless you want more NBA, I have a ton of NBA. Uh, well, this is the last one he said. Warriors repeat Western Conference Championship loading. So you think some Warriors are going to be the Western Conference Finals? I don't think anyone's knocking them off. So we're gonna, I think it'll just be Celtics Warriors again. I think I think the only team that may do it is the Grizzlies. If Jaw doesn't get hurt, who's to t- say that they don't beat him in the Bear. playoffs last Bear. year? So uh, I think it's that, close. That, that's on Jaw to stay healthy because he also has that issue. Right. right. Uh, ben, 
Ben Rappaport. Oh. Uh, he goes, how much the Sox stink? How much the Pats stink? How much the Bruins are going to stink? Looking forward to the Celtics, though. Ben always keeping it humble. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I agree I mean, with the Sox are The Sox are in a bad place. The Pats are worrying us. The Bruins, I'm not too much worried about. That I mean, th- that will find out as the season starts. And hockey's hockey, man. Like, it's so hard for a team to be dominant in hockey. So uh, they always have a shot, and like half the teams make the playoffs anyway. So right. I'm not too so worried I'm, about it right now. I agree with the Celtics. Uh, Ed says, "Members of the podcast, future plans." Uh, I'm not really thinking about the that last right ride's now. not over, man. The last yeah, ride's not, not over. We just jumped on this train, this final final train stop. We're we're still we're we'll, still we'll cruising. figure that out as we get there. This Got one, one comes from Vicky. Oh oh geez. Uh this one comes from Vicky. She says final season. Sad. Thank you, Vicky, loyal Thank fan. You. Thank you. Um this one comes from Griff. Minor leaguers getting involved in uh invited to the MLB PA. Did they? That's huge. That's crazy. That's that's awesome. Bring, uh, you should invite Dave Griffin, 100%. Um, <laughs> oh, NFL news. Alexander uh, Madison, possibly possible trade and predictions for the season. Matt Petrillo said that. You mean in fantasy football? Because he's in my fantasy league. Or is he really getting traded? I need to look I into that. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, that could be huge. Um, Jack says uh, Pat's predictions and schedule slash schedule i like we kind of already did that seven the floor baby all right this one comes from sebastian he writes the missile shout out to the missile it's a little rocks uh he's played for the rocks was a stud oh okay not the missile sebastian was played for the rocks the missile uh if you know you know shout out to the missile um and i can't think of a better way to end this the first episode of the final season of people's topic with our guy Joseph underscore Celia. He writes, "What?" And this is a little old one. This is the uh, we missed him on that final season finale, last of season four. So he sent one after. So he said, "Just use this one." He goes, "What would what would be considered a successful Patriots season for you?" To me, Super Bowl is out of the question for the time being. But a playoff win and making it to the second round would be considered a successful season for me. I'd agree with that. I think a playoff win is, I mean, that's a step above what you did last year. Right. Improved from last year. Right. Um, So I'd agree with that. I think that's spot on. Yeah, I'd say that. I think think a non-successful season would be not making the playoffs. Yeah, it's a step back. Yeah, I think uh, I think not winning at least bare minimum nine games, I think that's a failure as well. Uh, they go eight and nine, that's a that's a failure. So yep, yep. Um, but I agree. I think try to make it to the second round. I don't feel too confident in that, but after especially now, but that could change in the next few months. So um, I like it. Again, thank you to all the people's topics, uh, people that wrote in. And remember, you can write in every week uh, to our Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know you want to talk about. Um, also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. 
can also find us on TikTok. And please, please tell a friend about the final last ride of the Big Red Zone. Um, sad, sad uh, to start this this train off, but uh, I gotta get the ball rolling. Else. It's only going to get better from here. Wouldn't want anyone else at the co-pilot seat. Yeah, there, the so, there we go. Uh, we weren't any more in the driver's yeah. seat. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, making this last run with you. Let's so last ride, baby, last ride. Last ride. So, and also our last ride with the listeners too. Thank, thank you for listening, and have a great week, everyone. <laughs>